to the Owl of Ways and Humans. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Art of Raising Humans podcast. I am your host, Kyle Wester. I'm your co-host, Sarah Wester. And we are looking forward to having a conversation today about a very big issue in parenting. You know, I mean, I think initially when you and I um, had kids, which we've got three of them, yay, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got three of them. I think I was sold for sure we were going to use some fear and shame, right? Were you sold? Not by the time we had kids. What changed your mind? When I was working with kids and I had kids who were kicked out of daycare by the age of two, they were so bad that they were kicked out of daycare. And um, when I thought, wow, they're getting all the punishment that's out there. I mean, I had learned how to properly punish a child. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, an art form. Yes. And I would give parents these skills and... It still wasn't working for all these kids. Some kids, it did control their behavior. But there were other kids who, for either their personality, traumas they'd been through, whatever, those approaches weren't working. And I started to be curious about other approaches. I learned other approaches. And it just... That's when all the problems started. (laughs) So by the time we had kids, I had already thought, all right, I'm doing this with our kids. And I still was not convinced. <laughs> I thought she, it looked crazy when she kept trying to just use empathy and trying to like really talk to the kids about their feelings. I was like, this is crazy. This will never work. And and I remember, I mean, I, I was raised in a home. My parents loved me deeply, but mm-hmm. definitely fear and shame was used quite a bit. So we definitely were scared to get in trouble. And my brain was wired to not want to get in trouble because I didn't want to get punished. Yeah. yeah. You avoid it. Yeah. So I, everything I could do, typically, it was just how could I get away with it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, what you see with a lot of kids is when fear and shame is used quite a bit, it, it can. And we'll talk a little bit later about that, about how, you know, kind of the effects of it. But one of the things I know it did for me was I just got better at hiding it. You know, I definitely didn't want to get in trouble, but I also knew ways to make sure they never found out about it. You know, and still today around family time, there's some funny stories. Like if I could share one, <laughs> you've already heard this one before, Sarah, but I, I, I the one that I... I'm kind of proud of is I obviously didn't want to get in trouble for having bad grades. So I remember clearly, I think it was ninth, 10th grade. I got a bad grade in biology and that was going to, I was going to get in trouble for that because my parents took biology seriously. Science was a big deal, but I also got a bad grade in drama and they didn't, I don't think they cared much about drama. So I tried to do something my brother had done previously where he changed his grades his F's to A's, his D's to B's. It was quite an art form that he did, so he wouldn't get in trouble. So I thought, man, I got a D in biology. I got a D in in drama. I'm not quite, I don't want to lie so much (laughs) that I just completely deceived them. So I tried to turn them both into B's. And part of it was, I just wasn't as good at my brother at it. So I remember my parents saw the report card and they were proud of me because it looked like I had all A's and B's on my report card. But I felt a little bit, you know, like, oh, this is kind of lying. Maybe I've crossed a line here with my parents. <laughs> so what I did was I confessed to changing the grade for the drama class. <laughs> and they were like so happy I was being honest with them. And I never told them about that biology grade. 
And, and that to me was kind of, I reflect upon that as like, I really, I did that because I knew they were going to get really mad at me and I knew they were yeah. going to punish me in some way and I wanted to avoid it. And that, that's kind of where punishment can come kind of problematic. But early on, like you're saying, you had worked with kids. You'd worked with a lot of kids who in, mm -hmm. in your experience, they had been punished harshly, right? Yeah, I mean, like they, some of the kids. It wasn't for a lack of punishment. Yeah, they had some of the kids' physical abuse. Yeah. Some of these kids have been taken away from their parents. And you started, like, throwing these little bombs at me of, like, if I can teach these parents to help these kids without using fear and punishment, why couldn't we do it with our kids? I, I saw it working. I mean, I can't. It was definitely with, I remember reading some research and reading some studies and thinking, whatever this is not true and i mean look at me look at all these people we're all just fine because punishment that's been around forever yes centuries and and it was it was it's the you want to do it well yeah but there was no you're not supposed to avoid it i mean there must be a punishment yep and yep. and i was very stuck on that idea if someone does something wrong there must be a punishment so how do you do that right for the kid as a good yeah. parent. And, and, yeah. and so when I saw it working to do these other methods and it was shaping and transforming these kids' lives, I definitely thought, wow, I just would have never guessed. Well, and I remember, okay, you, you sold me on not spanking them. So finally I was like, okay, okay, okay. Because I couldn't do that in the schools when I was an elementary school counselor. I couldn't spank them either. And I was like, okay, you're right. I've, I've got a lot of tools in my tool belt. I actually mm -hmm. don't need to do that to someone else's kid much less my own. So you kind of sold me on that. But timeouts, I was still like, ah, you still got to make that kid, even the super nanny, she does that on TV <laughs> and it works for those families, I think. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. what I was thinking. But I remember, man, the deal breaker for me was, remember, I, I, we never spanked our kids, but then we, I did put Abby in timeout um, yeah. um, once or twice. And do you remember what Abby's response was when I put her in timeout for that first or second time? Her, 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 your face is <laughs> confused. Do you remember? Do you remember what it was? I mean, she said something along the lines of like, she was, the message she was receiving was she needed to be a good kid yeah. before I would want to spend time with her. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so I, in order to yeah. receive love, yeah. I've got to be this person. I'm not lovable when I'm making a mistake, doing something wrong. You're only lovable when you're perfect. And at first I was like, no, you're just trying to manipulate me. <laughs> but then when I took a second and thought about it, I thought, that's exactly what I'm saying to her. I'm totally saying, I don't like being around you when you're like this. You need to go get it together mm -hmm. and then come back and spend time with me when I can enjoy you. You know, And that's totally what I was saying with the time out. And I and just have to say, that's what we tell ourselves. Yeah. yeah. We're and only lovable when we reach this standard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so, so that was kind of the deal breaker where I thought, Okay, Sarah, <laughs> that's fine. I'm all in. Let's try to do this. So if we're going to do this, if we're going to move away from fear and punishment, well, then what is discipline? Because that sounds, that sounds like discipline. So in your mind, what is the difference between punishment and discipline? So punishment is an external force that's going to be so bad, it's going to stop whatever you're doing. Discipline comes back, I know you'll probably touch on this, but it goes to discipleship, which is a coming alongside, a guiding, a teaching, a, it just comes from a different, it's got a different motivation in a different place. It's not like you're broken, I'm going to stop this broken behavior. It's let's teach you these skills. Let's build this ability to 
manage emotions or whatever it might be. Well, it kind of, I saw it as like a math equation. I saw it as, you know, what I noticed me wanting to do and what I saw the parents doing or what was done to me as a kid was basically you do something I don't like and I quote unquote, maybe it's bad or, mm -hmm. or I don't prefer it. So then I add something you don't like that you think is bad and then the outcome is going to be good. Yeah. And I just, like you're saying in your experience and in mine, I just didn't see that happening with kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead, I thought, what if we switch the equation to you do something I don't like, you know, something that you did a behavior that I, I don't want you to do anymore. So then I add support and encouragement and even use the word discipleship, right? So mm -hmm. I disciple you, which, you know, Dr. Markham talks about that's the root word of discipline is mm -hmm. disciple. I disciple you. That equals better behavior, Right. Right. I just love that equation better because the other equation I was kind of getting tired of. I kept doing it to myself even, you know, like oh, you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I would do something I didn't like. So then I would do something to myself. I don't like yeah. and it would equal. And I'm supposed to feel this bad. You know, you yeah. set this sort of idea of, okay, for this many days, I need to feel really terrible about myself. I need to do this against, you know, to myself. We, we live in this. And then once I achieve that, then I'll be lovable again except for it just keeps happening. Yes, and, and that definitely was not working. That equation was definitely becoming really unsustainable for me. Um, so, but I know a lot of parents, you know, still, still use punishment, you know, whether that's in the form of yeah. uh, consequences, right? I mean, that's a real mm -hmm. common thing that uh, um, a lot of friends of ours will ask, right? And a lot of people, mm -hmm. what are the consequences, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and really what we're doing is, is trying to go back to that old model that we've seen. That most, most of the world uses this, right? Is this idea of yeah. you and do something bad, you punish forever. you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you, there has to be a punishment. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't punish them, you're letting them off the hook. Yeah. You're basically enabling them to continue doing that yeah. behavior, right? And, and I would say I really do believe it comes from a place of I love my totally. child. Yes. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't want them ending up in the prison system. I don't want them, no one liking them because they do this, this, and this. And it yeah. comes from a place of, I got to guide you. This is how I do it. And yeah. it blew my mind and it took me years. It wasn't just something I just read this little article and, yeah. oh, I was one over it. It was a process. It took years and it challenged a lot of core beliefs in myself. Yeah, me too. Uh, my faith, it challenged a lot of parts that I had to dig through. I mean, this was done, this change that we did, I can't, I couldn't tell you how many conversations yeah. have we had yeah. about it. Some very heated ones. Yes. Years <laughs> yes. Of, of digging into yeah. this from yeah. all aspects. This was not a quick change. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. What, I, I was trying to think, you know, why do parents choose to punish their children? So let's just talk about what is kind of motivating that and guiding that. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking, I was looking back at why did my parents choose to punish me? You know, mm -hmm. so the first one I was thinking was um, they were parented with punishment. Yeah. So, okay. so my parents, when they did something, for instance, they tried to touch a stove, they got their hands slapped or they mm -hmm. tried to, um, you know, a, a real common thing that, that my parents would do and to try to help us be honest was if we weren't fessing up to whatever we did, um, they would, you know, threaten us with punishment until one of us told the truth. Okay. So the idea was we're going to punish you because the way we finally were honest or told the truth in their history was you had to make them scared of something yeah. bad happening to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people parent and with punishment because they were punished as kids. I would say society by and large that that's, that's the way it functions. Mm -hmm. 
It's it's really set up on a you do this or else system. Yep. Yep. And we've done it for so long. It's just what we all know. And then the second one I thought is they hope to discourage a certain type of behavior. Okay. So it's not just because it was done to me, but we can actually reflect upon. I mean, like I told you, there was times where I was trying to work towards a grade and I was, uh, maybe I don't want to study for my, oh, but I do because my parents can get mad at me if I don't get that grade. Right. Um, or maybe I want to steal that thing. But if I steal it, my parents will get upset with me, you know, and they'll yell at me and maybe they'll ground me or they'll, whatever the consequences might be. Okay. So, so the punishment was used to discourage some negative behavior or bad type of behavior. Yeah, right. things that we know aren't helpful. If if my son is hitting some other kid, he's not going to have lots of friends if he goes around hitting Completely. kids. So oh, it comes yes. from a motivation of, I've we've got to stop this. Yeah. It's going to hurt your life if you keep doing yeah. this. What I thought of when you said that was how, when I was growing up, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but a kid would bite another kid. And so the parent would threaten to bite the kid. So the kid wouldn't bite other yeah. people. Yeah. And it, like you said, it was out of love. The parent was yeah. like, like here, I'm going to show you I'm how sh- much this hurts. Yes. You did it to them. Yes. Now, I think yeah. my mom might've even said that one time. I'll, I'll bite you if you bite another <laughs> kid. Okay. Um, but the third one was, goes back to what you were saying before, Sarah, is it's the way we treat ourselves when we mess up. Mm-hmm. I, I know something I really had in order to embrace this, I need to stop beating myself up because I was really good. My mom and dad would tell you I was the hardest on myself, way harder than they were. And part of that made them punish me less because <laughs> I was, they were like, oh, you don't need to punish Kyle because he'll punish himself because mm-hmm. I was going to beat the snot out of myself. Yeah. And and you even see this with some kids, they will actually hit themselves. They mess up, they'll punch themselves in the face. Yeah, they'll yeah. like, you know, they'll cause physical you pain see to athletes. themselves. Yeah. I see athletes do that. Even one of my favorite movies, The Mission, um, where Robert De Niro was a slave trader and he ends up becoming a, a Catholic monk. And part of his quote unquote punishment was he took all of his old stuff as like penance and was going to carry it up this big waterfall to make himself punish himself for, you know, for all the bad things he'd done. Yeah. You know? So I think it's real common. A lot of people do that, how they talk to themselves, mm-hmm. how they, they feel like I've got to suffer and to make myself not do that again. Yeah. Right. And then the last one I was thinking is just the studies. I mean, the studies show punishment is really successful at one thing, and that is changing behavior in the short term. Mm -hmm. It brings about instant compliance. If you do want your kids to do something instantly, threatening to punish them in that moment, studies have shown will change their behavior in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But long term, it's it's an issue. Right. So you have short term success. But in the long term, it's going to cause problems. So that brings us to the next one. What is problematic about using punishment? So the reason why you and I chose not to use a long long time ago, because those first four ones were pretty compelling. That's why I was not going to do what you were asking me to do. And but what was problematic about that started really hitting me. Okay, is the first one I put down, which I noticed this with that story about Abby in the timeout, is it hurts connection. Yeah. I mean, it really breaks that down. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when I was punished as a kid, I didn't want to spend time with my parents after I got punished. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go be by myself. I wanted to pull away. You know, yeah. if they were mad at me, I wanted to go hide. You know, I, I didn't want to go hang out with them and play with them afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. I very, I very much wanted to, to retreat. Yeah. You when know? you, when you messed up, you didn't typically go to your parent and say, Hey, I, you know, I just did this, this, and this. And 
you know, most of the time you do, you feel all that shame, you feel the need to hide it, you, it doesn't bring you closer because you know the punishment. Well, is and, and that goes back to just the sh- what you just said with shame is the punishment. You know, th- there's this idea that, that kids, I know, I can see in our own kids, they're looking up to us and they're saying, who am I? How do you see me? And when we come at them with the fear and the punishment type thing, our face typically says, I don't like you. You're not good enough. And so almost every kid I talk to in this whole kind of scenario when they're being punished is they they internalize it. That my parents only punish me because I'm a bad kid. And they wouldn't have if I'm a good kid, you know? And, and so they, they really start to shape their identity in that way. Mm-hmm. So it breaks that connection. If I'm a bad kid, you don't want to spend time with me. I even like that bank metaphor that I've told you before, Sarah, of just putting money in the bank. That when I'm in the red, which I love to be financially, I love to be, oh, I mean, not red, black. <laughs> I'd like to be in the black. When I'm in the black, it means I've got money in the bank, you know? And that means I'm very connected with my kids. And when I'm connected to my kids, you'll find they naturally behave better. They and do. I, I thought that yeah. was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So actually the very behavior I'm wanting to do, they do better when I'm enjoying them. Similar to you and I in our marriage, when we're having a great time on a great date, yeah. we're much more cooperative. We're much kinder. We're more patient. Right. You we're, let you let the little things go yes. or you're more likely. And if you have feedback for me or something, and yes. I'm going to receive it from you yes. and change is a lot more likely than if we're already at odds. Yes. I'm so already good. I've already got my walls up. Yeah, so I want to get my money I want to get into the black and not mm-hmm. in the red. If I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of behavior issues and I'm thinking they need to get punished, it's typically because we're not in a good space, you know? Yeah. So number two, um, it becomes problematic because it doesn't teach the kids how to do it differently. You know, really what I'm asking them to do is I want them to behave differently. How is threatening to punish them teaching that? Mm-hmm. It's only teaching them not to do that. It's not showing them how to do it differently. Yeah. Punishment. Cause it just inflicts that you did this. So now you're grounded for a week where discipline would come along and say, you need some skills because this isn't going to help you. Well, think about life. managing the phone, you know, like lots yeah. of, lots of times you hear parents getting upset about the kid having the phone and it's a bunch of threatening, taking the phone, giving the phone, taking the phone, giving yeah. the phone. When really the skill is how to have self-control with the phone. Yeah. And at no point is taking it and giving it, really teaching that skill. Right. You know? Well, and again, it goes back to punishment is this external force. So there always has to be a really big external force to prevent the behavior and that's constantly, that's something that, okay, well, that's not working anymore. So now I've got to do this one. Oh, that's not working. So now I've got to do this one where discipline is just working at building a skill set instead of trying to control from the outside. The other one's building from the inside. And you and I have both heard stories about parents who, I took the phone, then I took the game system, then yeah. I took the bed, <laughs> then I took, yeah. and it's just pretty soon the kid's laying on the ground on the floor <laughs> and like, he's still not doing what I asked, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, because it doesn't work. It's yeah. not teaching the skill. Well, you get, you get the personalities. You'll either get a kid who just shuts down to you. Yeah. You'll get the kid who's saying, okay, we're going to amp this up and they're going to become the super defiant one. You'll get the people pleasing child yes, who's definitely. just doing everything yep. you want and yep. they're the golden child. Yep. But all of those, if you look at each one, it's, it's a problem yep. in long term. It's not sustainable. And then the third one was it actually puts you against the child. It, it teaches them. I mean, modeling is the most powerful teacher and it teaches the child how to resist you when you mess up. So it puts us against one another. Mm-hmm. So it's hard really then to invite them into that discipleship that we talked about um, in regards to discipline being discipleship. If I'm against you, why would you want to follow me? Why would you want to learn from me? If the whole time, every time you mess up, I'm against you. 
Yeah. So, so we really want to be able to create an atmosphere where when the kid messes up, the kid's able to come to you and learn from you, right? And I don't want a teenager who I have spent over a decade teaching them how to resist me by resisting them, you know? Because eventually, you know, they're going to have much more time on their hands than we're going to have on ours to think about it, you know? Well, and also, I mean, by the teenage years, you're really hoping that the stakes are a lot bigger. If they mess up on something you want them to come to you, but if all they're thinking is, well, yeah, if I come to you, then I know I'm just going to get ground. I'm just going to, they don't, they're just less likely to come to you with those big things because of the list of punishments. That's true. And then number four was, you've hit upon it a little bit, but the external control versus the internal control. When you, when you're punishing, it's problematic because you're using these external forces to control quote unquote, control their behavior when really the whole reason why you're having the problem is because they're struggling with self-control. So if I continue to control them, how are they ever going to learn how to control themselves? So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You're actually, you're actually making it more likely you're going to need to punish them in the future, Mm -hmm. not less likely, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so really we're trying to help the kid get intrinsic control, like internal control where the kid can do it inside Mm -hmm. and then be able to then do the behavior that, that you're actually asking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you want, right. We all love our kids. We want them to grow up to be successful humans. Right. And we want them to be able to have great relationships, be successful in college and their careers and, you know, manage their money, all that stuff. So all the little things we're doing now build hopefully to that great day where that's happening. Yeah. And if everything's always run from the outside, then one day they just take over, but then they lose all the outside controls where with discipline, we're, we're building these internal skill sets of, if I do this, what are the consequences of that? What's going to, what's going to, how is it going to affect other people? How's it going to affect me? How do I, how do I, I've got to build this practice of, of self-control. Self-reflection. Yeah. Self-awareness. That goes back to all that stuff we talked previously about the brain science. Mm-hmm. All that stuff you just said is in the prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. And and typically what I found, I mean, maybe you and I haven't been using fear and, and punishment, but I, I am known to give a good lecture. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you can see it in the kids' faces when they just glassed over. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm still talking and I can tell nothing is <laughs> happening. That means they're in the limbic system. Yeah. They've kind of disconnected. They, they I, I know what I thought when my parents did that was, I'm a bad kid. I get it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You keep saying it. I got it. (laughs) I got it. I stink right now. You don't like me. Got it. Let's just get the punishment over with. Let's get it done with. Yes. And so if we're actually wanting to teach them skills, punishment doesn't help them be in the space in their brain to actually learn the skills we're trying to teach. So we want to be able to create a safe place where they can come to us and actually learn from us. Right. And actually guide them a different direction. Yeah. So what you were just saying, the very idea of punishment is I'm going to inflict so much fear of this punishment in you that it's going to work to stop something, which so I'm inflicting. So I'm immediately my goal is to put you in your limbic system so badly that you'll stop doing. Yes. So now we've left the prefrontal (laughs) cortex (laughs) where we were hoping to build a skill. So we need everyone calm so they can stay in the right part of their brain to learn the new skill, practice the skill. Well, then I thought just wrapping up this conversation, I thought would punishment work in my marriage? Yeah. How would my spouse respond if I punished, like if I somehow punished you every time you didn't did something I didn't like? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's obvious our marriage wouldn't last that long. 
<laughs> so if I, if every time I'm like, you did what with the dishes again? That's it. Give me your phone, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, or you're grounded or, I, or obviously in a marriage, like I, I necessarily wouldn't do that, but I might give you the cold shoulder. I might, I might not be as talkative. Right. And so there, there's ways we even do this in marriage and nobody thinks that's going to make a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it problematic. We're eventually going to have to work through it, you know, but the difference is that's why we called this the art of raising humans. I see you as a human. I don't treat you like something less than human, you know? So that's why I don't use it on you. And or when I do use it on you, I know it's not going to work. You know, I know when I'm, I'm shutting myself down and it's not going to work, but with the kids, typically because we're wired to see them as less than us, we think it's more appropriate. We think it's okay to talk to them in certain ways or yell at yeah. them or do these kinds of things. Well, you think about yeah. your bosses too. Yeah. Think about how, you know, the different jobs you've held. And if you had a boss who just would come in, yell at you for the mistake you made and walk out the door or say, you're losing this, this, and this because of that versus the one that came alongside you said, hey, this didn't go well. Let's see what we can do. Let's build that, you know, ability, whatever. You Fantastic. Know. So I just yeah. think if you think about your bosses and the ones that came in, who, which boss do you did you grow the most with? Which yeah. one did you feel closer to? Which one were you going to go and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Yeah. You're not going to talk to the one that's yeah. yelling at Thank you true. and doling yeah. out. Punishment. You're less like when you mess up at that job, you're less likely to go to the boss yeah. and tell them. Yeah. You're yeah. going to try to cover it up. Your friendships. Your, yeah. Think about your school teachers. Which ones did you grow the most with? Which ones did you enjoy? Yeah. I think we see this in all lots of areas. Yep. Lots of areas of life, not just yeah. with our, you know, parent children. Well, when lastly, I was thinking fear perpetuates more fear. Like, you know, when we're, the more fear we use, it just grows more fear in our home. So the kid then will be more afraid, or like you said, the boss example, or the marriage, mm -hmm. the more we use fear, the more fear will grow. And so I, I like that kind of metaphor of just the open hands versus the closed hands. And just in short, I, I like this idea of when I'm coming at the kids with closed hands, I'm coming at them ready to use fear and punishment. Mm -hmm. And all that's going to do is put me against them. I can't reach out and hold their hand when my hands are fit in fists. I'm, 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 when my kids see me with fists, they're going to want to put their fist up too. Cause they'll be like, uh Oh, looks like dad's upset. Whereas if I come with open hands, it allows the kids to also have open hands with me. And then we can co-create how we're going to handle the situation going forward. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening today about this discussion about fear and punishment. Please go on to, to, to the, the podcast. We'd love for you to give us some of your feedback. We'd love to see your comments and love to, especially when you review it, that really helps. And, and if there's other uh, questions you have even about this topic, we'd love to delve into this more. I know it's a big topic that we're trying to so condense big. in yeah. about 20 minutes. Um, and we really will talk about it more in other podcasts, but I hope it got you thinking about the difference between punishment and discipline and, and, and this idea of discipleship with your kids. So we appreciate you listening and you have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.